You are listening to sermons from the pulpit of the Bible Baptist Church in Marysville, California. We hope you will be blessed as you listen to another practical message. Heaven to heaven, the shepherds said one to another, let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. You know, as I read through this passage, I try to put myself in that place. Anytime I'm in, in, in the Bible, I try to figure out what would it have been like to be there, what other things would have been going on. And here, I wonder if I would have responded so quickly to God's leading in my life. You know, here they responded in haste. They were, they were quick to do something about the information they were just given. How many times have we been given information from God's Word and we were not quick to obey it? We were a little slow in responding. These shepherds, uh, they, were, they, they had to do something about what they had, had heard and they came with haste. Uh, verse 17, And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child, and all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had, had heard and seen as it was told unto them. And so here when we uh, see this, and the Lord, of course, is born. Uh, he was named Jesus. Uh, as he was told, uh, as they were told to name him Jesus, and, and now the Savior is here. And, you know, with, with the Lord coming, there are many benefits. I mean, it wasn't just that we had a baby that was born, and I'm not minimizing salvation in the least, but the Lord coming to this earth brought to us a lot more than just salvation. And you know, have you ever wondered why? Why would he bother coming? Why would he ever bother coming for me? And there are many benefits and blessings that are bestowed upon us and mankind because the Lord did come. There's peace with God. And that is a wonderful thing. Uh, isn't peace wonderful? There, there, is, there is something about just having peace. Peace and quiet. Isn't it nice? If you have small children, you only have that while they're asleep. Uh, but peace and quiet. Uh, it's, it's an enjoyable thing, but uh, God gives us peace. But there is peace not just with mankind, there's peace with God. There is, there is a weight that is gone, a burden, a separation, a judgment, peace with God because of the Lord's coming. There's a personal relationship that's offered that we can, we can know God. And without the Lord coming, 
We could know about God, but we could not know God. Because there would be no entrance into his presence. When we go into the Old Testament and we have the tabernacle and the temple, uh, there was a separation from where the, the uh, people would be. And then there was a holy place and then there was a veil and then there was the holy of holies where God dwelled and the high priest only could could enter into the holy place and into that holy of holies he could only go in one time a year into the very presence of God and there was a veil that separated uh, the uh, normal person uh, or humanity from God's presence by that veil and when Jesus Christ uh, was crucified and uh, what do we find uh, that that veil was ripped it was broken uh, why so mankind now all of us uh, had the right the ability as a high priest to be able to enter right into the very presence of God what an amazing opportunity there's peace with God there's the available to, ability to have a relationship uh, with God, uh, a personal relationship. God allows mankind to have a relationship with Him. Uh, God gives us, because Jesus came, the Lord gives us a purpose in our existence. You think about how many people live and die with really having no purpose. That's a, that's a sad thing. Suicide is a very real problem. Right now, with, within the, all the isolation with, with COVID-19, uh, the, the, all of the statistics uh, on, on, uh, uh, on the uh, the suicide, it has ramped up. People are empty. You know what? Because the Lord came, we're not. I'm not saying that, that God's people cannot feel cut off. I'm not saying that God's people cannot become depressed, because we can. But we don't have to be. You see, because the Lord came, there are so many benefits. I wish I could, uh, that I could articulate uh, how many and all of the different benefits of the Lord's coming. coming. Uh, but why would the Lord come? And tonight I just want to spend a few minutes uh, tr uh, uh, in these few days before Christmas just to spend a few minutes looking at why did Jesus come? Why did Jesus come? And let's pray. Father, we do pray that you would bless, help us tonight. Uh, Lord, you, you are so amazing. There's no way we could even begin to understand your mind. Uh, we can see some things that you have shown us in your word to, uh, to give us some clarity. But Lord, we, we do thank you for being so good. We thank you that you were willing to come and manifest yourself here to this earth to us as individuals, uh, to where we could, could become your children. We could be saved and trust you. And then, Lord, to be able to enjoy uh, the life that you have given to us. Now, bless this time and help all of us to be encouraged, please. For Christ's sake, we pray. Amen. So Jesus is coming to earth 
was of greater significance than, uh, than uh, what we could ever imagine. Uh, greater significance than the greatest minds uh, could ever uh, grasp, uh, greater than uh, the greatest orator could ever try to communicate. Uh, but his coming, the reason for his coming, and the results of his coming, and the ramifications of his coming uh, can, be su- uh, can be surmised uh, only a little bit by us who have a finite mind. But there is an infinite God uh, who has expressed some reasons and shared them on some things why he came. Uh, So why did Jesus come? Uh, We celebrate the Savior coming to this earth. uh, But why was he willing to come to this earth? Uh, Take your Bibles and go with me to Acts chapter number 2. In Acts chapter number 2, we have the day of Pentecost. Now, the day of Pentecost uh, was, uh, the word Pentecost means 50, and in Leviticus chapter 2, it tells us uh, that uh, Pentecost uh, was going to be seven Sabbaths. So, you had seven weeks, so 49 days. The next day, the 50th day, would be Pentecost. Now, here we have Peter that is getting ready to stand up, and he is going to preach uh, on this day of Pentecost. Look with me at verse number 14. We're going to read down to verse 24. The Bible says, But Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, Ye men of Judea and all ye that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you and hearken to my words. For these are not drunken, as ye suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel, and it shall come to pass in the last day, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaidens I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in heaven above, and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor and smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness, and the moon into blood, before that great and notable day of the Lord come. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. What a wonderful verse that is. Uh, ye men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs, which God did by him in the midst of you, as ye yourselves also know. Him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God, ye have taken, and by wicked hands have crucified and slain, whom God hath raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be holden of it. Uh, So here, what do we find? We find Peter preaching a message uh, on the day of Pentecost, and he reveals uh, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit of God, part of God's purpose and plan for why the Lord was going to come. 
this infinite plan of the Almighty. Look with me at verse 23. He said, Him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God, ye have taken and by wicked hands have crucified and slain. So here we have this determinate counsel. Now this determinate counsel is not talking about Herod. It is not talking about the high priest. It is not talking about those that were in Pilate's uh, hall. The, this determinate counsel was God, uh, the determinate counsel of God. It was God the Father. It was God the Son. It was God the Holy Spirit. The determinate counsel of God and foreknowledge of God ye have taken. You see, it was God's plan for Jesus to come to this earth. So why did Jesus come? Number one, Jesus came uh, to fulfill God's plan. He came to fulfill God's plan. You know, God, in eternity past, before the world ever was, before God ever, uh, before he ever created the world, before he ever made man, before he ever breathed into the nostrils of Adam, the breath of life, God already had a plan called salvation. And it was God's plan for Jesus to come and to be that sacrifice. So here, uh, when we have this determinate counsel, it is God the Father. It is God the Word. God the Son. And it was God the Holy, Holy Ghost. So, so here, it was God who had this plan. God, Trinity God. It was a determinate counsel. It was the group of God. It was the, uh, the three persons of the Godhead. They are already had a plan that, that God, Jesus, was going to come. God, the Word, was going to manifest Himself down here on this earth uh, to, pro to provide a way of salvation for mankind. You see, it was God's plan. It was God's plan. Now, God wasn't surprised when Adam sinned. Salvation was not a knee-jerk reaction to man messing up. God already knew exactly what was going to take place. Amen? Is God not omniscient? He is. Amen? God is omniscient. God knew before the world was who, what, who and what he was going to do uh, for this world. He knew every person who would ever live. He knew who would accept him. He knew who would reject him. He knew that Adam was going to sin against God and that he would need a savior. He knew every aspect of, of every person's life for eternity. Pretty amazing. You see, it was part of God's plan. His plan. Now, did God want sin? No. But God gave us this free moral agency. I wish he didn't. Sometimes I wish the Lord would just opened up my head and dumped in what needed to be there and made sure nothing else was ever there. But it doesn't work that way. You see, God... In his sovereignty, he knew what needed to be done. He had a plan. 
You see, to fulfill. Why did Jesus come? To fulfill God's plan. There was a plan that was there. And this sovereign plan of God, God the Father, God the Son, or the Word, and God the Holy Ghost. You see, salvation's plan is an eternal plan. It was not a plan that was developed uh, when, when Adam and Eve sinned. It was a plan that had been developed before God ever, ever created uh, this world. You see, salvation's plan is eternal. Uh, God's plan is not, it is not bound by days and hours and months or years. It's eternal. Uh, Romans 8, 32, the Bible says, he that spared not his son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Uh, Romans 5, 1, uh, therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God. Amen. Uh, you see, God had a plan. It was called salvation. Why did Jesus come as a baby? Because there was a plan that needed to be fulfilled. And God had a plan for salvation, uh, for his son coming. It was God's plan. So why did, why did Jesus come? Number one, to fulfill God's plan. Number two, to give us life. To give us life. That's, that's a pretty amazing thing. Go to John chapter number 10. John chapter 10. And here in verse number 7, we'll read down to verse number 15. But in this passage of Scripture, we have the Lord communicating uh, and giving uh, an analogy for his people, uh, for those that are his and those who are not his. Uh, so let's look here at verse number seven. Then said Jesus unto them again, verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. Now, here when we're going through this passage of Scripture, he is not talking about everybody that had ever gone before him uh, in whole. He's not pointing out the, the prophets. He's not pointing out people that had served him. Uh, he is not any alienating anybody here. What he is doing is he's drawing a very distinct line between the Pharisees, between these false teachers, and he is he is going to show them that there is a difference between his sheep and those who are not his sheep. And so he's going through, and those that's what he's talking about, these false teachers, these false shepherds, if you would. So all that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. But he that is an hireling and not the shepherd, whose own the sheep are not, seeth the wolf coming and leaveth the sheep and fleeth. And the wolf catcheth them and scattereth the sheep. The hiring fleeth. Because he is an hireling and careth not for the sheep. I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known of mine. As the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father. And I lay down my life 
for the sheep. So here we see that the Lord came. Uh, he said, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Now, notice here uh, in verse number, uh, let's see here. Uh, let's see, verse number nine. He says, I am the door by me if any a uh, man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. You know what we find here? Jesus comes and he gives us freedom. The Christian life is not a restrictive life. We are not bound. You and I, we have a Savior who is there and he has given us life, but but it's not a restricting life. He gives us freedom to go in and out, in and out. Not talking about heaven, hell, heaven, hell, or uh, not. He's, he gives us freedom. The Christian life is a life of freedom. Somehow we have, we have gotten this idea that, well, I'm a Christian, I can't do anything. No, the Lord has given us freedom. He has broken the bond. You know what the devil brings? The devil is the one that brings the bondage. He is the one that restrains. He is the one that restricts. He is the one that controls and, and destroys. Uh, the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. The Lord said, I am come that they might have life, that they might have it more abundantly. So, uh, so here, the Lord comes so we can have life. Number one, he comes so we can have life eternal. Life eternal. Why did Jesus come as a baby? Because he wanted us to have life eternal instead of death eternal. We are eternal beings. God made us to live eternally. And we will e either be eternally without God in a place called hell or we will live with God eternally. What an amazing thing. Jesus says, I am come that they might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly. So here uh, in Luke 19, 10, uh, the Bible tells us that for the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. Why did Jesus come? So we could be saved. So we could be saved. Aren't you glad that the Lord came? I mean, think about all that he, he endured. He came to this earth. I don't know that we would want to leave all of the glory and pleasures and, and all of the blessings for people that would hate, for people who would reject, for people who would spit upon and malign and crucify. I mean, Jesus knew all of that was going to take place. And he came anyway. You see, why did Jesus come? He came to fulfill God's plan. He came to give us life. To give us life. Salvation. When did you get saved? Are you saved tonight? I mean, you are saved because Jesus came. That's it. 
Without Jesus coming, uh, without the Father drawing, without the Spirit into we would be lost in trespasses and sins. We would be on our way to a devil's hell. Uh, but Jesus came, and you accepted him. And your choice to accept him, uh, that gave you that life that he offered. You see, he, gives, he came that we can have life eternal. Uh, that's called salvation. He came to give us this thing called forgiveness. What a blessing that the Lord would forgive. I mean, I, I don't know that I'd forgive me. But the Lord does. He's forgiving. You know, I think sometimes... We have been given something so great and we disregard it. We don't, we don't value it. We don't, we don't recognize what it is that we possess. The great cost that it took for us to have it. You see, this life, eternal. Jesus said, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundant. So it was life eternal called salvation, he came that we could have life abundant. John 10, 10, the thief cometh not for, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. So not only do we, did he come so we could have life eternal, he came so we could have life abundant right now. You know, Christians ought not be miserable. We have no reason to be grumpy. We have no reason to be bitter. We have, we have no reason to be fearful. We have, we have no reason to be stressed. Now, I'm not saying that I'm never there. But really, if I, if I recognize all that is available to me, I have an abundant life. And the Lord came so I could have that abundant life, even now. Now, are we living in an abundant life? What would an abundant life look like? Take your Bibles, go to Galatians chapter 5. The word abundant, the, the word, the Greek word abundant, uh, it, it literally means much, quantity, quality. So it's talking about fulfillment. And here the Lord said, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. So this life that he gives to us, he wants us to enjoy. It, he wants our life to be a fulfilled life. Fulfilled life, does it mean that we have to climb the corporate ladder? Does a fulfilled life mean that we have to have uh, so much money in the bank? Does it mean that we have to have all of uh, life's uh, toys and possessions? Does it mean that everything in life has to go perfect? No, the abundant life is a life that is available to us. The Lord wants us to have it. He wants us to be fulfilled. The Bible tells us that hope deferred maketh the heart sick. 
If we are hoping or expecting something that is not in is not in alignment with what God's plan for us is, we are not going to have that fulfillment. If we are grasping at something that is not part of God's plan, then there is going to be an emptiness. There is going to be a frustration. There is going to be a lack of what we feel that we want and what we deserve. But that's not, where, that's not why the Lord came. What does a fulfilled Christian life look like? Now go to Galatians chapter 5. Look with me at verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit, let's, let's read this together. You ready? Let's all read this together. Verse 22 and 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, Against such, there is no law. The fruit of the Spirit is love. The fruit of the Spirit is joy. What does a fulfilled life look like? Well, right there, do we have love? Are we loving? If we, we can say we are loving, but if people don't feel loved, you are not loving. Right? See, love is not just an emotion, love is an action. For God so loved the world that he gave. It's not this, it's not this spooky or this emotional feeling. Not saying that we can't have emotion. God gave us emotions. But here, love, what's part of, what, is, what is part of that abundant life? It's love. What is part of that abundant life? It is joy. What, is a, what does that abundant life look like? Peace. How are we doing so far on those first three? Don't those sound like fulfilling traits? Don't you think that those would bring fulfillment in our life? Absolutely. But if we want more money, we want a new title, we want more possessions, we want more notoriety, we want more fame, there are a lot of things that we can throw in in our life that we want, and it does not bring fulfillment. You see, the Christian life is a life of fulfillment. The Christian life, you and I, the Lord came so we could have life. The Lord came so that life could be abundant. So love, joy, peace, long-suffering. The ability to deal with the problems in life. Long-suffering. You mean everything's not going to be quick? No. Gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temper. These, 
These are all just traits. These are traits of the fruit of the Spirit. What is going to come out? Uh, what is it? A fulfilled Christian is going to possess these. Why? Because the Spirit of God is working in and through him. And it's just these are the things that are going to be coming out of them. And you know what? As God is working in and through us, there is a fulfillment. There is a blessing. There is a joy that's there that nothing else can replace. Why did Jesus come? He came to fulfill God's plan. Why did Jesus come? To give us life. Now, life eternal. And as I'm looking around the auditorium, I don't know whether or not everybody is saved, but I believe that the test, there's testimony of salvation for all except for the little ones. But that might not be the case. And just because we sit in church does not mean that we're saved. But if we're saved, the Lord came that we could have life abundant. That's you. God wants you to enjoy this life he has given to us. And that is... I am come that they might have life. The offer's there. They might have it more abundantly. It's the offer's there. But it's for us to embrace. You know, as we look at Jesus coming to this earth, he came so we could have life eternal. He came so we fulfill God's plan, but he came that we could have life, eternal life and a fulfilled life. I pray that all of us enjoy that life he's given to us. Father, I pray that you'd bless. Thank you for your goodness to us. And Lord, you have, you have been so gracious and you give us these wonderful opportunities to be able to uh, be your child. Uh, Lord, your, your grace, your mercy has been extended. Uh, your love has been extended to the entire world. And you offer a gift called salvation. But then, Lord, after even salvation, you offer this fulfilled life, this abundant life. And I pray that you would help us uh, not just to know about it. Lord, may we experience it. May we live it. And so I pray that you would just work in the hearts of those that are here tonight. Those that are watching online, uh, may you just help us, Lord, as we endeavor to follow you, endeavor uh, to fulfill your plan for our lives. Heads bowed, eyes closed. Are you saved tonight? Do you know the Lord as your personal Savior? Uh, if you don't know the Lord as your personal Savior, let me encourage you, trust him tonight. Trust him tonight. If you are God's child, that abundant life, it's there for us. But we have to choose it. Let's stand together. The instruments are going to play just for a short invitation. The Lord spoke to your heart. You want to respond. The altar's open, or you can make a, an altar out of your seat. But if you're not saved, you don't know the Lord as your personal Savior, let me encourage you to come. Well, the pastors are down front. We'll have some... Have someone take the Bible and explain salvation. If you're watching online, there's a number on your screen. 
Let me encourage you to text heaven to that number. We'll reach out and answer any question that you may have. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed our service. If you would like to hear more, visit our website at bbc4me.org. That's bbc, the number four, me.org. May God bless you.